0: Come on, let's oh. right now Into a world that's unknown Not always shining and bright
1: Still a party around. Some do better cause a rise in the day mm-hmm. Chal,
0: Oh, Sangabe, Tezara
1: Hello and welcome to the R.J. Lavanya Show. I'm R.J. Lavanya and today I'm chatting up with a fine music composer and producer. He's the brain behind many memorable advertising jingles. And from there, he went on to compose for the blockbuster animation film Hanuman and its sequel. Scoring for the movies being the obvious next step, he went on to work with directors like Nagesh Kukunoor and Priyadarshan. Ferrari ki Savari, Lakshmi, and Bambambole are some of his musical offerings. So get ready now to go inside out into the world of Tapas Australia. Hi Tapas.
2: Hi Lavanya. So Hi,
1: wonderful Lavinia. meeting you today.
2: It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having me on your show. This is great. I like this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, Tapas, we're going to start off with your journey. So, where did you begin and how did the musical journey start for you?
2: I'm basically from Ahmedabad, my native is Surat, mm-hmm. my parents are from Surat, but my dad and mom, they, they moved to Ahmedabad uh, immediately after marriage. So I was born and brought up in Ahmedabad, I did my schooling in Ahmedabad till I was in my 12th and after that I moved to Mumbai to pursue Korean music. So while in Ahmedabad, I mean, my I don't come from a musical family, okay. but my dad used to uh, as a hobby he 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 always loved music he still loves music and he loves singing so um, at that time he used to uh, learn Hindustani classical, and one mm-hmm. guruji would used to come at home um, to teach him mm-hmm. once a week or something like that. And I would observe him learning, and then after they were done, I would just have my way with the harmonium and the tabla. <laughs> and just bang okay. around as a kid. Play around as a kid. Yeah, I mean that's the earliest influence I can remember. Mm-hmm. And uh, because he was a music lover, there was always music at home. Okay. Uh, there was always music playing at home, and. I don't know how as they say that you can't explain certain things I just took to music Mm. like a fish to water and uh, that became increasingly the thing I would end up doing most of the time in the day and as I as I grew older in my teenage years I was very sure that this is what I wanted to do Wow! so I, I told my parents that and i was i re, i was really bad at studies so i told them <laughs> that i you know i i can't study mm. any any further okay. i want to finish my 12th and then i want to move to mumbai to you know learn uh, the western piano classical mm-hmm. piano because there was nobody in ahmedabad at that time to teach piano okay so after a lot of you know, reluctance and uh, family members who were advising against it since mm. I was the, I'm the only child. Okay. Uh, thanks to my parents, my dad especially, who said that, okay, you want to do this, go. You know, that thing happened. And after the 12th, I moved to Mumbai, didn't pursue anything academically, and I started learning the piano. And from there on, my journey began in very, 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 very small steps. Oh, wow. As first a student of the piano and then composer. A producer. This, wow. is, this was in 96. Yeah. So,
1: a little about your teachers. se Who was the one who taught you the piano?
2: So, in Ahmedabad, when I was in Ahmedabad, I learned from a multitude of teachers. Mm-hmm. Just kabi thora, kabi udar yeah. mm. And uh, um, taught myself the guitar, the keys, and but everything was just just by the year. Okay. I, I always wanted to have formal training. So when I came to when I moved to Mumbai, I learned the piano from two teachers. Mm-hmm. One was uh, Miss Mehru Daji, mm-hmm. stays in Parsi Colony at near Bhatia Hospital in Thakur, okay. and the other one was a very famous and an extremely uh, versatile teacher called uh, Mr. Cyrus Pantaki mm-hmm. He is no more. Uh, but uh, these two teachers uh, uh, gave me the western music knowledge that i have today and uh, yeah i learned through them and then i i did a little stint in as a summer course i went to new york university and Mm. i studied composing for film and multimedia as a summer course wow so it was basically a decision that my dad said that you know you i think you need to go to the u.s and just just see the country, just explore. Why don't mm. you go there? I said, if I'm going there, I want to learn something. Yeah. So then this decision of, uh, you know, enrolling for this course, so I stayed mm. there for a few months, mm. did this course and came back.
1: I think coming from a completely non-musical background, for your parents to support you that much, I think was... That was a wow.
2: huge thing. I always, I never, uh, you know, undermined the importance of that. It mm. was a very, very big decision because Uh, when you're coming from Ahmedabad business family you know uh, thankfully uh, our family has art in it Mm. my uncle is an art connoisseur he started um, he made his career as a fine artist and then a commercial artist and Mm. now he's India's leading art uh, connoisseurs and uh, um, so there is respect for art if if not the belief of of a career option but there is immense respect for art in the family and my dad always believed in letting the child do what he wants to hmm. do. I mean, he or she deserves a shot. Hmm. So, I, I I got my shot and I'm, I'm, I'm happy that it turned out. Yeah. I mean, the gamble was not so bad I'm after so glad long.
1: because I, I have a very similar, you know, story to myself. I'm a single child too and again, my parents were very supportive of, you know, whatever it is that, that I is wanted That is the best feeling in the world. Absolutely. I mean, also, uh, along with the teachers that we officially learn from, there are a lot of idols and you know, models that we model ourselves based on. So who have been some of your idols and models?
2: As as a teenager, I have, and as somebody from Ahmedabad and a family that was uh, married to Bollywood, they, they always loved Bollywood music <laughs> and I've grown up listening to Indian music hmm. more than Western music. There was no way for me to understand Western rock pop at that time. And, and that. so all of that happened much later hmm. and my influences were the usuals like uh, the great bands of that time mm. um, uh, the pink floyds mm. and the led zeps and the Def Leopards and mm. the uh, when you talk about uh, indian music rd Burman has been a great great influence for yeah, everybody. Rahman has been a turning point i think in everybody's life true uh, at that time when Sonu hit the market he took everybody by storm mm. so uh, i was fortunate to be a part of that revolution in indian music film music hmm. revolution in pop and rock in the west i never was much of a listener of jazz and blues till i actually became uh, a proper adult and when hmm. i when i started listening to all of that and started understanding my, my influences have always been drawn from popular music okay. uh, i mean to be honest and whatever i uh, developed as my own style was an amalgamation of so many things that I heard Hmm. including Hindustani uh, Indian uh, popular music western popular music so mm. Michael Jackson was wow. was an amazing amazing influence on me totally yeah I mean he was I mean these are all cliche names but mm-hmm. I don't want to it's I don't want to um, you know unnecessarily claim that oh man I was such an avid listener I've heard artists <laughs> that nobody has ever heard of so true, true. it happens today but not back then it, it was clearly I, I didn't have access to so much music at that yeah. time
1: yeah and I guess the names you've taken are so legendary that yeah, they've legendary. O- they've been part of all are growing they've
2: inspired generations and millions of people and 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 they've inspired so many musicians and, and absolutely see the thing is you can follow whoever you want to follow you can take inspiration from whoever you want to take inspiration to but one thing which is not in your control is over a period of time if you're a musician you will eventually end up creating your own identity true which uh, sometimes can work for you sometimes won't work for you but Mm. that is who you are and
1: that's it yeah absolutely so now we're coming to uh, we normally talk about top three songs that somebody's loved making it doesn't necessarily need to be commercial hits so to say so we'll count down from three we're starting right now with song number three on your list
2: I've never had a commercial hit in my life, so I mean, it's it's pretty, pretty easy. I think your very first
1: jingle itself was such a hit. Yeah. You know, like, I, I mean, mean, for people who don't know, tapas is the brain behind that super duper jingle. up close up? So I think, you know, your your first jingle itself was such a big hit. Yeah. So And then you went on to make many, many jingles and yes. all of them have been, you know, uh, they've left a mark in their own way. Yeah. So for someone who can create that in just about 30, 40 seconds, Are you being humble, you No, I mean... (laughs) Okay. So, song number three now.
2: Song number three... um, See, fortunately or unfortunately, I've always been a part of a non-commercial cinema mm. And uh, uh, The songs that I, I Even know Even the
1: directors you worked with yes, Navi yes yes, Priyadarshan of course is like a full on Bollywood person but,
2: yeah. um, Yes uh, But still the music that I did for him was not commercial mm. um, oh, Well this is tough I know my song number 1 and song number 2 I want to find my song number 3 oh, Okay actually Song That's number really 3 cool. I am going to go all the way back To more than 15 years ago
0: mm-hmm.
2: When I Ended up doing my first film, Hanuman. Okay. So I'm talking about songs that I enjoyed working on the most, okay. right? Uh, yes. As opposed to That's what how they turned out in the end or what how the public received them. Mm. But um, the process for me, uh, the third song would be a song called Akram Bakram mm. in Hanuman. All yes. Right? Not many people might know this song, it's a kiddie song.
1: Very cute song I've heard it
2: So the story of Hanuman Was that uh, 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 These animators Had approached Persa Picture Company With uh, With the animation They had over Seven hours of footage With them mm-hmm. Okay We've done this animation And we want to make A film out of this And the string Of Percept Looked at it and he said, "Wow, let's make a movie." Mm. And they had to cut down from seven hours. They had to make a movie which is an hour and a half, for close to two hours. So the editors got to work and they made a film out of that. Mm. And they were showing me a rough cut. I was, I was decided that I was going to. Do, it was decided that I was going to do the music. Mm. And they were, they said that, "Why do not you come and take a look at it?" Now, please understand that this was a movie in which the footage and the animation came first. Usually yeah. in animation films or any film for that matter, the songs are done first yeah, the and then you shoot mm-hmm. or you animate to that. Yes. But this was done. And I was called in at a later stage and, and they they showed me the first cut of the film. And I was sitting with the director, uh, the EP, and I was watching the film and there came this. And they were telling me, okay, hey, this is going to be cut, this is going to be cut, we are removing this section, you know. And then there came a section where Shota Hanuman, baby Hanuman, Mm. is just playing around in the jungle. Doing nothing, just playing around. Just jumping over animals and trees and going to the space and moon, stars and all Mm -hmm. of that. And at that, I'm looking at that and I'm smiling and I'm already a song is playing in my head. And at that moment, that guy says, we're going to chop this off. I said, hang on, why? He said... What are you going to do with this? This is just, just the story is not progressing. I said, no, I'm going to give you a song over here. Don't chop this, just let it be. I said, how? he said, how are you going to give a song over here? It's not going to sink. Mm-hmm. I said, no, it will sink. Mm-hmm. Just cut this, the section and send it to me. And I'm going to work with my writer and I'm going to make a song on this. Wow. So it was like writing and scoring a song to an edited visual mm. uh, with words falling in the right places at the right time with what Hanuman was doing. And that was a big challenge early on in my career where the experience is not so much. True. Right. Today, if somebody asks me to do that, I can do that with one hand and one eye closed. you know. Mm. But at that time, it was quite a challenge and I enjoyed doing that. Yeah. The end result was, it just blew me off. I was so proud of myself and it was sung by an eight-year-old singer at that time, Shravan. Uh, I remember the recording, I remember the live percussion dubs, I remember everything about that song. Mm -hmm. And um, it paid off because it's because of that song that the movie reached out to millions of people because they cut all sorts of promos to that song. Yes, yes. Because that song, that movie had another song which had nine singers, the title song. Wow. Biggest of the singers of that time, like mm-hmm. even today, Sonunigam, Kailash Kher, Shan, Palash Sen, Sapna Mukherjee. God, I'm forgetting nine <laughs> singers, wow. right? In that mm-hmm. song, Vijay Prakash. More than that, Akram Bakram became more famous with just mm-hmm. an 80-year-old guy singing it because the visuals were just fantastic. So cute, yes. So that was song number 3 for me.
0: <laughs>
2: um, Very interesting.
1: Now, in fact, uh, uh, my next question was to do with some memorable incidents that you've had along your recording uh, times, works that you've done. So you just spoke about how wonderful an experience Akadam Bakram was. Any other experiences that come to your mind?
2: See I I am always uh, flummoxed at this question because my recordings have always been very smooth and uh, they have always been very organized and planned although we have a lot of fun but I I'm at a loss of every time somebody asks me this question I am I can't come up with any funny anecdotes or anything <laughs> but uh, I, I can. I'll talk about a jingle, the, mm. the jingle that you mentioned. Okay, you close up. Karte I've okay. got a few stories in the advertising industry, though. So, so you
1: could talk about that as well. A yeah, we so that
2: jingle also. came about three or four years later when when I started my career. Mm -hmm. Before that, I was doing some uh, radio jingles. I used to do some stuff. Mm -hmm. But this jingle, so the story behind this was that this was uh, an Ogilvy O&M jingle. And uh, they came up with three scripts that they wanted to present to the client, not as a final, but as a research Uh, as research scripts rough scratches so that the client can choose one mm. and uh, uh, then fund that particular project to go ahead with the final recording. Mm. So, Piyush Pandey um, and the whole Ogilvy team uh, with the production house they called me I went to the studio and they and they gave me these three scripts out of them two were voiceover scripts where mm-hmm. I just had to give some background music and the third one was this jingle. Okay. And uh, I read the script and I was like, how do you even compose something like this? Because <laughs> see, imagine when you read, aap hmm. close up karte? This is a spoken script. Exactly. Yeah, this is
1: not
2: a song. I said, well, how do you compose this? Hmm. So the producer at the time told me that, look, man, we don't have time. Hmm. Chetan Shashital is going to come in 15 minutes. Ooh. Chetan is going, to, was going to, was called to sing that. Yeah. He's coming in fifteen minutes, and he doesn't have time. You better finish this jingle in fifteen <laughs> minutes. I, I want you to, because hmm. otherwise it's going to spiral out of control.
0: Whoa!
2: I actually made that melody in fifteen minutes.
1: Seriously? Kya wow. close
2: up. Karte Kya se darte Aap close up kyun i made that in 15 minutes the first melody that came in my head i just laid it on the piano Mm. i was sitting with my system i i was because there was no time i i spent no time in producing it i just put a loop a little bass loop and that was it chetan came he sang the three scripts were presented the client bounced this Mm. he did not like this jingle at all he loved the other two the client loved the other two films but it was Biyush Pandey and Prasun Pandey's conviction they went to the client and they said that no we want to make a jingle on this mm. let's make a film on this because mm. this will work and the rest as they say is history, history.
1: But I did we? not
2: change the production of that track even one bit even for the final we just wow. decided to keep what I had made in 15 minutes.
1: In fact, that's what really stood out about it. You know, there was no clutter. There was no 50,000 things happening. Nothing. Which is straight on. Tell me, who was the person who actually decided to sing it with that voice? And was was it your idea? It was Chetan
2: Shashital. It was Chetan's idea. He is uh, a... I mean, for people who don't know Chetan Shashital, is known as the god of voice of this country. Absolutely. Him, I mean, he's been around, he's he's a relic in the advertising industry, True. he's he's legend and uh, the kind of work he's done is extremely inspiring and so when I and Chetan have done a lot of work to the point where people started thinking that we are both so we had to tell people no we still work and build differently alright we yes. don't come in a package so <laughs> Ek
1: pay free nahin hai. Nahin hai.
2: so he so, sang it he was behind the mic and he was throwing all kinds of voices all kinds of voices amazing. and then he started singing this kale cycle voice and uh, oh wow. you know, man this sticks this is beautiful yeah and uh, it just turned out like turned that out. Like that but the the story behind this is that sometimes you think too much behind a melody you spend mm. days and days and yet you come up with something that doesn't touch anybody's heart so you're not convinced but so then you make something in 15 minutes <laughs> and it just yeah. goes, years
1: later we're still yeah, talking about yeah man. and it's, it's a jingle it's, 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 i'm so
2: proud of that jingle. yeah
1: usually there's a certain workflow that people follow so what's your workflow tapas where does it begin for you when how do you go about your song?
2: If you're talking over just songs, then yes, my song has a certain workflow. Mm-hmm. For the most part, 99% of the times, I want my lyrics first. Okay. Oh. Everybody that I've worked with knows this now. I mm-hmm. want my lyrics first that's where my inspiration begins hmm. if somebody tells me if a director comes and tells me tapas make me a romantic song i want this is the situation the girl the i be usko chhod ke chali gayi something this is and i want a love song and i am i said okay and I sit on my system, I said, can I have some lyrics? Oh, no, you first make the melody, now. Nah, then you mm. will get the lyrics and all. Let's hmm. work on the melody. Hmm. I get depressed because I sit <laughs> in front of the system and I'm just, there is nothing to Blanky draw inspiration. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just staring into a void. There's nothing coming back at me. Hmm. I can listen to a hundred songs and inspirations, but nothing for me my mind my heart my soul nothing moves till I read lyrics everybody knows that now whoever works with me okay so I'm known to not change even one syllable in the lyrics that you give me wow okay I won't say oh this is not fitting in the meter you write it and give it to me and I'm going to compose that wow because the few lines that inspire me to make that melody nothing comes close Hmm. things just become very easy for me so yes that is my workflow i get the lyrics first i sit down with my piano and i make the melody first with Hmm. the lyric and then depending on uh, what the situation is what Hmm. the genre of the film is or the project is I think about the production Mm. which is an extremely tedious process because I don't give up the production takes more time than the composition obviously you've heard this a million times before after making the melody I spend a lot of time giving the song a character with a sonic palette Mm. and once I've roughly decided on that sonic palette I start thinking of a singer okay and then the first thing that I do in a song is lock my singer in Mm -hmm i cast my singer the singer comes sings the song once i have my vocals in place everything else follows yes uh, so that's my my that's process for songs
1: okay yeah. and what about jingles
2: for jingles for most part i have to detach my brain and put it aside
1: so <laughs> <laughs> yeah first of all apart. the way you approach it itself because it's just 30 40 seconds and you need to create that impact and i think the way you think no for actually you know
2: much this whole thing about glad you brought this up I've I've been seeing this whole thing about yes 10-15 years ago even I used to say Mm. this that uh, it's so challenging in 30 seconds 40 seconds Mm. actually it's not I mean Mm. it's, it's like any other job you sit down you have It's not like you're given a song with six mukhadas and asked you to fit that in 30 seconds. Even the (laughs) script is that much. The struggle is not about fitting something into a 30-40 second. The Mm. struggle is not about creating an impact. See, in advertising, the struggle is only about what the client wants. Trust me, anybody who's experienced enough is going to tell you this, that yes, the struggle is only about what the client wants, not what you think is right, Mm. not what uh, the director thinks is creatively or musically right. The client Mm. wants something, so the client wants something. It's like in the middle of a script, he's just going to stand up and say, I think I need that word to be said six times. You you have to deal with such (laughs) demands. Right. My product's name is XYZ and I think in the jingle, is just coming once in the opening and once in the end. I would love it to come four more times in between.
0: Whoa. yeah. So
2: the struggle is satisfying somebody's demands I mean, right. the discussion is never about It's going to sound musically like shit Sorry mm-hmm. <laughs> But uh, it's it's always about you know? Exactly, so it kind
1: of comes down to that in the end
2: It, it does Today, mm-hmm. unfortunately, it has become that mm-hmm.
1: Having coming from that, you know The jingle singing background myself Even I have this Sometimes I clearly know that some word is not really You know, fitting right, in Right, right but when the person keeps on insisting, I just sing it and leave it anyway. And True. I actually know that True. it's not musically okay, but I just let it be. So I, I actually
2: defend saying. a lot. I spend a lot of time in the studio trying to explain to the client or the producer or the director, whoever it is. I, hmm. I spend some time trying to convince them that, you know, people don't usually listen to music with a magnifying glass. Exactly. It should give you an overall feeling. True. And if it's oh, an experience. If, if you some if you touch somebody's heart with an overall feeling, you have a winner over there. Hmm. You don't have to remind your customers in a forty second jingle. You don't have to remind them every three seconds that this is the product. <laughs> You know, if you're making music, make a good jingle that will stick more.
1: Exactly. Very well put actually. <laughs> In terms of music, we always have these, you know, discoveries that we go through. So if I have to say one Eureka moment for you, something which just completely changed your perspective, what would that be?
2: I actually go through this with every project that I work mm-hmm. Every project that I work on changes my perspective about so many things. Mm. Right now, I'm working on a project.
0: Mm.
2: I can speak about it a little bit. The film is called Goldfish. Okay. It's under production. I have been staying busy with the music of this film for the last two months at least. Okay. I'm doing six songs in it. The unique thing about this movie's music is Hmm. that it's all classical and semi-classical. Wow. Right. I've had the fortune to work with a lot of amazing artists. Hmm. And staying with classical and semi-classical music for two months has completely changed my perspective about how film music should be Mm. approached. I don't, I won't say that this is a Eureka moment, but um, every project that I work on gives Mm. me these Eureka moments. I worked on Dhanak, Nagesh Kukunu's Dhanak, which had uh, Rajasthani music. Mm. I went to Bardmer, our singer Swaroop Khan, if if you know. Mm. Um, I stayed at his place and uh, I was there for three days and I recorded a lot of musicians over there. That was a Eureka moment because I was Trying to harness raw talent,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know, which is so difficult because these people are so soulful and they sing from the heart and they are so uh, energetic and their wives sure. are so amazing that harnessing that energy and putting into a song, putting that into a song, every every time I did that is a Eureka moment. I mean, I can't think of one Eureka moment. It's every, every, every project. Every yeah, step. Every step, every step. Awesome. Yeah.
1: Uh, You spoke about one of the challenges you know just about a while ago where you need to convince somebody. Tell me some other challenges that you faced and how do you deal with it?
2: You know I I often I think I end up offending my directors or I end up uh, you know displeasing them uh, when I defend the creation that I do. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: It is difficult. It is very difficult to uh, when when, you are convinced about something you create something very passionately and then when somebody comes and wants you to change things around it, it is not a very good place to be in mm-hmm. Not True. for me um, I, I find that really, really um, awkward and difficult But I, I still try my best So I have eventually settled with working with those directors Who absolutely have a lot of respect for what I do And trust my process But yes, convincing somebody for something you've done As opposed to what they believe in it really, really drains you. I, do, I have to do this on a daily basis as somebody who does a lot of advertising work, television work, film work. Mm. I have to do this on a regular, regular basis. You just have to know when to stop. There are, I approach this in two different ways. If it's an ad mm. or something which is commercial, mm. then I will not push beyond a limit. Okay. I just make peace with the fact that, okay, now this is not my track. And i'm not going to share it as simple as that <laughs> okay i'm not going to share it i'll mm. give him what he wants this mm. is my approach when it comes to commercial work but mm. when it, when my when it's about um, songs or mm. scores that i'm really really passionate about i will go through heaven and hell to convince about mm. my i will prove in in as many ways i can mm. i don't have a problem working multiple times Hmm. I don't have a problem giving more time than is required or more time than I'm signed up for. Hmm. Actually, all the films that I've done, Hmm. I've just been very careless with the money that's been given to me because I don't end up making anything. I just end up giving it to all my artists Hmm. because uh, that is in the quest to make something that is true to the art form. I know I digressed a bit, but coming back to your question, when somebody is not convinced about something that I've done, Hmm. simply put, I will first defend it if not I will say okay give me some time let me work on something mm. I will keep on making melodies options versions songs
0: mm.
2: till we both come at a common ground and no this is not non-commercial work made. this is not somewhere where I am compromising I am just coming up with newer and newer options where even I am happy mm. and my client is happy wow. there is a big difference yes yes. I'm. I never approach my non-commercial work as okay let me get done with this
0: Hmm.
2: Let me give it Let me give him what I do this in my commercial projects okay. Which are j- jingles and uh, TV pr- promos and You hmm. know shows and web series And all that hmm. That's where But not when it comes to Proper musical work
1: Amazing Coming now to song number 2 What song would you
2: put two. there? Song number 2 clearly has to be Damadam Mast from Dhanak
0: hmm.
2: It's not my original composition I know but the experience of that song was great because nagesh and i were sitting there was Mm. a situation in the film where uh, if you've seen the film it's a story about uh, an eight-year-old boy and Mm. his 12-year-old sister Sister. and they are both uh, traveling through rajasthan and they come across a hippie Mm. an american hippie uh, on on a walk-in road trip lying dehydrated they help him and they become friends. friends Now, the situation is this. Nagesh said that I want these two to jam a song, like sing a song together. Mm. So the process started of making something, creating something. So for the first few weeks, Mm. I ended up making a lot of options as original songs. Mm. But nothing was working. Nothing was cutting through. And so Nagesh and I are sitting and I said that, okay, let's go back to the basics. Why would Chotu, the character, why would Chotu sing an original song? He's an eight-year-old. Exactly. Why would he sing an original song? He's from Rajasthan. Let him sing something which is very popular because he's not going to know many songs at that age. Hmm. Good idea. What do you want? I said, before I could say, he's like, not Damadam Tapas. I said, why? (laughs) So he said, it's been done to death, man. I don't want one more Damadam. It's been abused a lot. I love that song. Let's not touch that song. Hmm. I said, fair enough. But I want my shot at it. He said, okay, you make one only if I think it is really unique. We go ahead with it. I said, mm. all right. So I wrote some English lyrics mm-hmm. and I made this version where it's just the guitar and the guy singing English mm. and Chotu singing madam, the guitar and Dholak. And I made a jam out of that. And he loved it Wow. because I- I haven't come across a damadam like this. Hmm. There have been Dhamadams where there is full on English rap and heavily produced and EDM and electronic and all of that. Mm-hmm. But this is just pure performance. This is like a pure jam between two guys. One can sing only English, the other can sing only you know <laughs> damadam. And yeah and everything. Yeah, uh, and uh, that experience was incredible because I recorded that kid in Rajasthan in, in Jodhpur. Mm he was at the mic and I was on the other side of the mic and he wasn't able to sing on the track so I would sing and he would sing after me I would sing and he would sing after me Wow! so I, I basically wrote out the script of the song where mm. the guy starts singing the American starts singing and then he asks Chotu
0: mm.
2: okay come on join join me sing sing after me all mm. I'm saying and so he has to sing all I'm saying now that mm. guy is from Bartmere he can't <laughs> sing English right mm. but I wanted the natural thing so I would sing he would sing after me And I made a song out of that. Then I called Chet Dixon, the the actor who's also the singer. I called Chet to my place. He dubbed over here in my studio. Mm. And then I fused the two. Oh man, what? a party that song was wow. I absolutely loved working on that song and the end result was
1: for everyone to see
2: <laughs> people were whistling in the theatres totally eureka moment
1: <laughs> <laughs> one more of those yeah. absolutely Yeah. coming to a life principle that you live by tapas
2: so many people call me the philosophical guru my friends they they call me that you Gyan a lot I, <laughs> I, I have too many life principles mm-hmm. I guess um, but the one that I relate to the most is um, and I've and I've said this right from when I moved to Mumbai. Mm-hmm. It's very cliche. I always say enjoy the journey. Bus make most of the process. Mm. That is what belongs to you. Mm. Once you make the song, whatever art form, once you create something and you let it out, it stops belonging to you.
0: Mm.
2: Gana banadia, it's out. Stop.
0: Mm.
2: What is in your control is that process and how much you enjoy is in your hands mm. if you are forever hoping and expecting for a hit for financial success and you your fantasies and dreams are all about being a millionaire and mm. then you can't enjoy the process yeah you will not enjoy the process you will not get what you want and you basically end up with nothing. So that is one principle. Mm -hmm. And the other principle is that in this line, whenever it's about art, Mm. any form of art, and especially in our country, where art is still not accepted as a full-time career option. Yes. A lot of people ask you a lot of questions,
0: Mm. right? Mm.
2: Your family, your friends, your colleagues, everybody's going to ask you a lot of questions. So my principle is let everybody ask questions you should never ask question to yourself.
0: Mm,
1: interesting.
2: Don't question whatever you want to do. Just do it because that quota is completed by the others.
1: <laughs> yeah, the whole. Li- <laughs> I know. See,
2: our whole lives, we are only answering questions. questions. As yes. artists, Absolutely. we are only doing that. So true. A lot of people do that, but as artists, we do that even more. And so I decided I'm not going to ask myself a question. I mm. feel like doing something, I'm going to bloody well do it.
0: Hmm.
1: Put all your energies into it and get get it out and then you know
2: Never lose focus of why you started, why you chose music in the first place, never forget that
1: Hmm. Absolutely So along your musical journey Tapas, anything that you've discovered about yourself which you didn't know otherwise
2: Wow, you're asking some tough questions
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wanted this to be a very intimate and personal chat, you know, not the usual
2: (coughs) One thing that comes to mind is uh, this is not philosophy, but uh, I couldn't bear to listen to my own voice as a singer.
1: Really? Yeah, for the
2: longest, longest time. And I could never muster up the courage, never have that confidence to sing anything. Okay. Even a scratch, let alone a final song
1: very difficult being a composer you need to do that all the time yeah
2: i did that just for myself but i would never play it to anybody i couldn't mm. stand my own voice and i couldn't stand i am not a singer subset so the first thing a disclaimer i'm definitely not a singer mm. but yes i can sing a few things i can compose certain things that i know that i'll be able to sing i've mm. started singing since the last three four years five years And it took me a while to understand that, yes, I can sing, (laughs) you know, this has been, this has been an extremely slow, but important discovery because I always wanted to do independent music. Mm -hmm. And uh, this was the only thing that was stopping me. Of course, I can do independent music with, by collaborating with other singers, but there is something I always felt that as a composer, I know I have that emotion the right way to sing a song because Mm. only I can understand that and I started doing that and I released my first independent single last year in the lockdown Mm. I was very happy with the way it turned out including my singing then I released one more and then one more and amazing yeah so my confidence started building but yes this has been a very very slow but important revelation that yeah I can sing (laughs) apart from that I mean uh, life wise yes there have been a lot of things I have realized about mm. the kind of person I am, the kind of uh, temperament I have. I have tried to improve on a lot of fronts. I used to have very low tolerance and mm. yeah, okay. Be- see, this is what happens when, I guess, I'm just guessing, this is what happens when you're too passionate about something you create,
0: mm.
2: right? When you're too passionate about something you create, you become fiercely defensive. <laughs> True. It is not a good thing too. Uh, it's It took me a while to understand it. You have to be diplomatic. You have to be politically correct. You have to make sure that you're not offending anybody. you're not being rude. Uh, that was a revelation. That was something I had to work on so that I don't drive away my clients and my <laughs> producers. Try but yes, race. I do lose my cool when i when I come across really stupid arguments. When people describe music as a pie chart in a graph, right <laughs> it takes me off. and. True. Uh, I had to learn a lot of these things. I had to understand a lot of how how the industry functions, how people consume music. And yeah, one thing I remember, I want to say this, Hmm. uh, a very, very good lesson I have learned, or an observation, not Mm -hmm. sorry, not a lesson, an observation I've made that I keep seeing these, Posts uh, hmm. from people and I keep people and I keep hearing people talking about how mediocrity rules in this country. I've heard sure. this a lot of times where a lot of people say they music koi nahi sunta, sab sunte. You know, they, they use mm-hmm. this word kachara. They say that why does nobody wants to listen to good music, everybody wants to listen to just crap, yeah. crap, and trash and all of that. And why do people appreciate mediocrity? The only explanation I can come up with in my head. I might be wrong, this is only my opinion is hmm. that one line explanation is that art cannot flourish in a country where the stomachs are empty. Hmm. You go to you compare India to Europe, you go to Europe, you go to the US, you go to the Western countries, you see a lot of people uh, performing on the street Treats. with a lot of dignity and people want to stand and listen to them so and true. they say, why not yota. Here some music consume and i say that people over here are hungry they mm. don't have jobs they don't have education they don't have health care art cannot be consumed on an empty stomach so true only entertainment can so they, true they only want to consume entertainment so you are barking up the wrong tree
1: so true, so well
2: put on. This is my observation that you should stop cribbing about mediocrity because it's not going to happen in this country till everybody is secured. Mm. Music for everybody, art comes later. First is job security, the future of your children, your health care, everything. Yeah, exactly. A person who is being beaten down by the average Monday, Tuesday in the evening does not want to listen to a, a, a song with 400 chords. Exactly. Or beautiful metaphorical poetry. He Mm. wants to go to something that just relieves him of what he's been through. So that's been a revelation and I've come to understand and accept that. Mm. So there are two kinds of musicians I always say.
0: Mm.
2: One, who want to do music that the people want. Mm. Mm. First find out what the people want and then do that music. And then there is the other kind of a musician that I am. I will do the music that I want to do and I'll find the people who like that kind of music. Hmm. Simple. Easy way to go. <laughs> Easy, but um, sure, short, uh, lower bank balance way to go. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Comes from experience, I'm going to take that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: I mean, come All on, right. yeah. But this is not a crib, this is not a complaint. I I gracefully accept wherever I am and whatever I'm getting. As
1: long as I think uh, on this note, I would say creatively would be hugely satisfying.
2: I need regularly, I need these projects that validate my existence as a musician. I will not have it any other way. I can't spend the rest of my life doing music just for money. I can't.
1: We all learn our lessons along our way in life, but there are certain lessons that we don't learn easy. So what would be that lesson that you've learned with repeated beatings in your life?
2: one and one very specific lesson. Hmm. I've said this in an earlier answer Mm -hmm. uh, in a very uh, passing way, but uh, I cannot stress this enough, but there is no control over how your music is going to be received once you've made it. Hmm. There was a film I did about 12 years ago, 13 years ago. Hmm. When I was doing the music for that film, When the film was being shot, Mm -hmm. I did the music and before the film was released, everybody on the film crew, the whole team, they went gaga over the music, right? They all said, this is going to rip apart the charts and Mm -hmm. this is going to be the next viral, this is going to be this and this is going to be that. And so you start building a lot of hope and expectation, right? right? Right. Even before it's released, you start thinking of yourself as a hit music composer. (laughs) Right? That happens. Yeah. yeah. And then when that music released, it was beaten down. It was Whoa. beaten down to a pulp mm. by people, by critics. I I didn't take it too well for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. But that was the last of it. And I told myself that was a huge lesson I learned and that has helped me throughout my career.
0: Mm.
2: Where and that's why I said that the only thing that belongs to you and is in your control is the process. Right. You enjoy that process because that's why you became a musician. You love doing music and that's why you became a musician. You did not become a musician just because you want a flat in Bandra and, and a few expensive cars. That is not why you became a musician. Mm. Think about it. Go back to where you started. And that is the lesson I've learned that you, you just thoroughly put your 100% in everything that you're doing making sure that you enjoy every moment and every second of that process, taking in Mm. new experiences, making new friends, and most importantly, learning new things. That is your takeaway from any project, not Mm. what the music does after it. So today, even if a song becomes a huge hit for me, even if it doesn't become a hit, it doesn't affect me at all.
1: Because you've taken away what you needed to already.
2: Exactly. And I say this, really, I don't say this for any dramatic effect, but I truly mean that no outcome of any music of mine makes any difference to me. Wow. Absolutely none.
1: Great way to take it forward because if you let this affect you, your next project would be obviously influenced I can't by that.
2: get affected by what people think about my music. I just cannot because it's pointless i can't change the way i make my music mm. even if a million people came up in front of my house and said we hate your music this is what you need to do i will still not change the music that i make mm. i'm very clear about that this is my identity this is my legacy and this is what i'm going to hand over to my daughter
1: Wow, that's so beautiful. Coming up to the next question, uh, it's a difficult one in terms of picking one. But if I had to say one song you wish you had composed, what would that (laughs) be?
2: (laughs) So many, so many. I'm just going to say some random ones ones at the top of my head Mm -hmm. that have remained my favourites for reasons best known to me. Mm -hmm. People might not understand why, but since you just mentioned that you were seeing my Tamil music collection, yes, a, a I should
1: tell people you've got this huge collection of DVDs and CDs. Oh, well, this is very famous
2: here. in the industry It's there yeah. in all my pictures and, and a lot it's of people. Absolutely
1: <laughs> brilliant. I was, you know, it's, it's been so long since I've even seen CDs. <laughs> you know, people have just gone so digital now. It's yes. you know, you yes. at a time I would think that oh, okay, cassettes are going out, so now it's only CDs, and now even CDs have gone, CDs gone away. CDs have gone away, and you know, so it's beautiful to see this wonderful collection. There is collection something about horrible. holding
2: music in your hand
1: like yeah. they say like the book yeah,
2: you exactly, hold the book as opposed to the kindle exactly, you know so exactly, that's always there yeah. so uh, the first song that comes at to the top of my head not for any specific reason is mm. just the sheer musicianship of that song mm-hmm. is uh, from a Tamil film called Maria uh, it's by A.R. Sir and mm. uh, a very dear friend Vijay Prakash has sung it mm. the song is mm. Netra Aval mm. it is a beautiful beautiful song which is just the purest form of soul. Uh, every time I listen to that song, I I get transported somewhere else. Wow. And um, it's one of those songs where when you hear that song, you mm. don't want to listen to anything after that. You, you just don't want to break that mood. Wow. That is one song. Mm. The other song is uh, a song called uh, Tere Lie, composed by Vishal Bhardwaj, from the film khun Maaf. Yes. It's written by Gulzar, sung by Suresh Watkar Ji. Mm. I mean, that song for me is the epitome of what romantic poetry should be, what romantic melody should be, how it should be sung. The poetry of that, Ulzar is is gorgeous, gorgeous, oh. absolutely gorgeous. Mm. So, uh, that is one song. Okay, one other song by another friend, Salim Suleiman. Mm. Salim is a good friend mm-hmm. and uh, he composed this, uh, yeah oh, song. love that
1: song.
2: Yeah. yeah, I wish I had composed that song. It's a, <laughs> it's, uh, hmm. it's it's just genius. It's just, it's 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 a beautiful song and it takes you through a journey and Super. these are songs that as I said that these are songs once you hear them you don't want to hear anything else after that
1: Yeah Either leave that on repeat or just switch off That's the yeah.
2: best way Or Lavani, there are so many There are countless songs I wish I would have done but I mean this is endless This is <laughs> endless
1: so, Okay Tapas really, are musician or composer then what's it?
2: Looking at my skills I would uh, I'd, I'd probably be a leader somewhere. Mm. Yeah, I'd, wow. I'd probably be leading a movement somewhere. Or, or I'd, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty fortunately or unfortunately, I don't know, but I'm very opinionated about a lot of things, and mm. I and I, I I speak with a lot of conviction, and uh, mm. you know, so
1: so definitely.
2: Pe okay. to leader hota so, <laughs> or maybe as my friend se baba Oh okay.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> okay,
1: I think we love you in the music scenario, <laughs> yeah. so let's keep you there. <laughs> okay, thing I think with um, most singers, musicians, uh, khana or gana kind of ek jata hai oh,
2: for all of us. Yes.
1: So, coming to uh, you know, something offbeat, what's your favourite cuisine or what's your favourite
2: Indian. Food? Yes? Indian. Anything okay. Indian, I I will run to it. You mm. you take me to a wedding where there are 300 kinds of cuisines, my radars will go up and automatically my feet will take me to the Indian section. <laughs> I'm very much uh, Gujarati at heart.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah.
2: Mm. Um, I love my Gujarati Surti food.
0: Mm.
2: My wife is a Marwadi, so yeah. I love the combination of Marwadi food also. Marwadi, uh, Gujarati. Wow. Anything from any part of the country. I'm a very Chole Bature guy. I'm a very Butter Chicken guy. I'm a very Dosa guy.
0: Yeah, I mean,
1: just, just,
2: just, just Indian health. But, Indian, tho, but see, I'm a foodie. I love my food. My wife is an awesome, passionate, great expert, legendary cook. <laughs> and all my friends uh, who are singers and musicians, jab unko koi ke liye, uh, when I call them for a recording, they always ask uh, uh, ke baad khana hai. So, ah, you know, it's it? always Ghana and Khana together Why well,
1: I missed that so. <laughs> so, today. Ah, <laughs> I, I, I offered hey, you <laughs> 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 hey, hey hey of course hey. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Quick fix, like you know, when you're really, really hungry, what's that one thing that you know is your comfort food then <laughs> you go to. What is it?
2: It's either eggs hmm. or a dosa.
1: Okay. One absolutely irresistible food item or a dessert that you just can't Anything stop Anything with
2: chocolate. Seriously? Anything with chocolate. You <laughs> gave me a pastry, you give me dark chocolate, you give me chocolate ice cream. I'll just go for it.
1: Wow. Yeah,
2: I will just go for it. Awesome. I'm not into Indian sweets so much. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: Now coming to your song number one, what would you put up on the list?
2: Sun Sugnare from hmm. Lakshmi.
1: Beautiful
2: song. Yeah. It is a song that is the crowning jewel in my crown. Okay. I think.
1: Shining and bright.
2: Absolutely. And mm. uh, I have a theory behind this. Mm. Again, sometimes you get into that introspective mood, right? True, and true. there's no harm in doing that. Beyond a mm. point mm. you become you lose your nuts, but in a certain <laughs> <laughs> at a certain level it's mm. good. So uh, for Sun Sugnare, I always say that when I when I listen to that song today, I genuinely cannot believe that I made that. And really? I don't, I'm, I'm really not trying to be dramatic. And the mm. explanation is that after much introspection, that why do I feel like that? There are a few of the songs I feel like that, but why do I feel like that? Because when you make a song, mm. you're connected with yourself. I, this is my belief. Mm. The level of connection defines the honesty. Mm. The deeper the connection with yourself, the more honest the, the, the production and the more transparent, the fruition of the ideas within you. I believe that when I made Sunsugnare, I was so deeply connected with my own self hmm. that I actually have no memory of how I made it. Really? Wow. I have no memory of how I made it. Okay. I have my scratch sessions. I have the sessions in which I use some dummy lyrics and I made a melody. But when I listen to that, for most songs, I do remember, okay, I had done the mukhda, then I changed that bit, then I changed that chord, then mm. I changed that note, then I changed that inflection. In Sugnare, I have no memory. It
1: was almost like an automatic... I wasn't automatic. even drunk. <laughs> it was almost like an automatic process. It was. That's
2: say. what I'm trying to say, that when you're really, and most deeply connected to your own self while creating a piece of music, you will not remember how you made it. Something made you create it. Your own self made you create it and what I had in my heart, the vision for a song came out in the most transparent way. Wow. And the proof of that was I've got hundreds of messages about that song Mm. where people have told me that they've wept listening to that song. A few of my friends have, I've played the song to them in my studio once I had created them Mm. and they were all weeping, they had tears in their eyes and I couldn't believe why are they crying and because I can hear how did I make this? And that was song number one, but hmm. I just want to add over here that Lakshmi has been, as I said that um, every film that I work is a eureka moment for me, it's always the best for me, but Lakshmi is an experience that is going to stay with me for a very, very long time in a most pleasant way because Super the subject of the film, uh, very heartbreaking, very hard hitting, uh, Manoj Yadav's lyrics.
1: Absolutely. Right.
2: And uh, Manoj says that Lakshmi is his in, in, in his top three and for he me, was. I also consider Sansugnare and all the other songs that he's written. As a musician, I could not have asked for more. Lavinia. It is just heaven for a musician to work with a lyricist like that, with a director like that, with absolutely no restrictions and, mm. and you come up with music that has so much meaning to it. It touched our hearts. So yeah, Lakshmi Sunsugnare will remain number one.
1: Awesome. One quirky habit about yourself, which nobody knows about. <laughs> <laughs> we'll quietly say it here.
2: Two things. Okay Three things, four Hmm. things, five. No, okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You can go on, I have all the time.
2: (laughs) When I'm making music, when I'm alone in the studio, I talk to myself. Okay. All right, I abuse myself.
1: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I know a few of my other musician friends who do this. Yeah,
2: I guess we're all like that. We're all a bit crazy. Hmm. I have an OCD of washing hands.
0: Okay.
2: I'm made fun of at home a lot. Mm. I'm I'm being ragged and trolled at at home by my daughter and my wife. And I think that has developed from the time when I started learning the piano. I couldn't bear to have any kind of uh, oils on my hand, even body oils. So I keep on scrubbing them and scrubbing them and scrubbing them. So when this whole (laughs) Corona thing happened and people said, you got to wash your hands. Both of them looked at me and they just laughed. They said, now is your time. (laughs) The other thing that people don't know and singers and friends who met me for the first time when they met me for the first time They once the ice was broken they mm. all told me they, they all have said this one thing to me from your social media appearance you look like a kharoos like a very strict hmm. you know no fun guy no mm-hmm. sense of humor guy but I am far from that it's it's okay. like I am a complete contrast hmm. Lucky, my, my wife and my daughter they tell me that I am the child of the house so who
0: is it? <laughs>
2: <laughs> these are a few quirks besides your I,
1: little cutie pie that you have
2: yes my Rex, yes. Yeah, you're a
1: beautiful doberman who invited me with a lot of barking, but uh, we couldn't get to meet each other. We will, I guess. Yeah,
2: so now we are the two kids of the house. I'll stop over here. I mean, there are many <laughs> quirks. <but> <laughs> <laughs>
0: All
1: right. Before we finish up for uh, today, uh, something you'd love to tell people who are following you, following your music and following your footsteps, maybe taking something from here, a message to them.
2: I really don't like this part. <laughs> it, it just makes you feel so entitled, but...
1: With your experience, let's say it that way. With your uh, uh, experience, what Everything
2: you like that to? I've said in the interview so far stands true. My hmm. message to anybody who wants to pursue music as a career, it begins by the belief in yourself. Hmm. Then the next step is to not listen to others. Hmm. You do what you think is right. Third step is to never forget why you're in this profession in the first place. Hmm. Do not chase that illusionary hit song, that illusionary success. Mm. I've given this analogy a thousand times, but I don't mind giving it again. Chasing that big Bollywood hit song is like chasing a butterfly. (laughs) The more you go after it, it's going to flutter away. Stand Mm. in one place, it'll come and sit on your shoulders.
1: How sweet. You Mm.
2: keep doing what you have to do and never, never, never forget why you are in this field in the first place. Mm. And finally, for people who Are into music production, who are producing music with Hmm. computers and samplers and gadgets. Hmm. It's always you and not the equipment. Never forget that.
1: Awesome wonderful vibration to this place that we've been sitting here and chatting up with and wonderful vibration about you I've really enjoyed this chat thank you so much for taking time
2: thank out, the you this has been one of the most interesting uh, interviews I've had I've never answered so many tough questions <laughs> you were very warm and welcoming and thank you for having me on this show
1: my pleasure thank you On the RJ Lavanya show, you've been listening to me, Lavanya. You can follow me, RJ Lavanya, on Facebook and Twitter. And RJ Lavanya P, P for podcast, is my Insta handle. Do follow, subscribe, rate and review this podcast. Don't forget to join me next week for yet another inside-out chat on the RJ Lavanya show.